This week on The Reverse Stick, we get inside the latest edition of Hockey World News with Jade Bloomfield. It's bittersweet in Breda with the Champions Trophy. And don't forget to hashtag live stream hockey. And greetings to all. My name's John Lee from the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. I'm joined by my erstwhile co-host, Matt Allen. How are you, mate? I too am from the Reverse Stick Global Hockey Podcast. We come to you in peace. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello and thank you for joining us once again. Episode 54, good one coming up for you. We're going to have a chat very soon with Jay Bloomfield from Hockey World News, all about edition number six. Um, hot off the press, I believe. And uh, mm. what else are we talking about tonight, John? Bit of Champions Trophy, uh, some broadcasting. I think we might might mention what's going on on the screens. Yeah, little funny. squeezing later on. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, Champions Trophy's good, and uh, obviously all of our news and normal bits and pieces. Talk mm. a bit about TRS World Eleven, and of course about at the Hockey Live and hashtag Livestream Hockey. I must admit, I'm I'm not sure if I'm quite well enough to carry on tonight, Matt. Why is that? I've 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 been suffering a bit lately. Go on. Uh, from autumn leaves. Autumn leaves? Yeah, it's it's, it's an affliction that strikes people. Uh-huh. Who, who um, it usually only comes around every four years, but when you're forced to watch grown men flop to the ground and wiggle around, uh, it, every four years I get it. I and somehow or other I just feel really sad and depressed by the side of it. Have you been watching some some kind of strange fetish movies? No, no, uh, the World Cup. The World Cup. Mm. Yeah, they're coming up. Uh, the only yeah, no, Vitality, Vitality Women's World Cup. Yeah, that's, coming up. That's no, not no, on just no. yet, though, mate. Hey? No, hockey players don't do that. News. And there's been a little bit of international hockey floating around the last week or so. Matt? Yeah, well, as we said last week, there's uh, plenty and plenty of uh, little tournaments and round robins and different things happening around and about. A lot of stuff happening in Europe. Teams preparing for the Champions Trophy and women's sides preparing, so the men's side for the Champions Trophy coming up and then uh, the women's side preparing for the upcoming World Cup. So lots and lots of scores to take you through. the next round of the World Open Series will be happening soon. That's coming up Singapore this weekend. Yes, it is, but we'll get to that one and the Champions Trophy later. So uh, Kookaburras, uh, they've been in Germany. They've played two games uh, against Germany. They had a win and a draw there. We'll talk more about them uh, coming up with a bit of a preview for the Champions Trophy. Uh, India and Spain have had a series. You got the results for that one, um, John, on the women's side? Well, it was an interesting series in Madrid, Matt. Uh, The Indians had lost the first game to Spain, 3-0. A one-all draw in the second game. A 3-2 win to India in the third game. Then Spain took the uh, the prize game four, 4-1. Went the other way, game five. Uh, Scoreline, 4-1. The other way, 4-1 to India over Spain. So, interesting little series of results there between... Well, you don't know exactly how much they are the same teams, do you? And what sort of squads the players were... Or the, the coaches were drawing from. Well, there's a, a long road. Obviously, we had Andrew uh, Wilson from the, the Spanish team on, yep. the, on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he, and he let, it, let us know exactly what was coming up for the girls. And there was um, a pretty packed schedule all the way through to the World Cup. In fact, I think he tweeted this afternoon that they had their first training session at the World Cup venue today, and it was 32 or 34 days to go. So 
they're well and truly counting down to, as we are as well. We're going to have a busy couple of months ahead, mate. <laughs> well, of course, we're partnering with the hockey family um, to bring you a daily show. We haven't decided what we're going to call it yet. And, um, Unfortunately, uh, yeah, we can't call it the daily show, which would have made <laughs> things really easy. But, uh, yeah, any suggestions, uh, please do get in touch. So we're looking forward to working alongside Taff and the hockey family and the guys there. And, uh, yeah, hope, hopefully keeping you up to date on a daily basis. Yeah, we'll yeah got any ideas on that, let us know. Um, Ireland uh, and Canada. Oh, yeah, go for that. Irish and Canada. The women, they're playing off last, over last weekend. Um, two games, both uh, won... Well, there was one all draw in the second games, but Canada won the first game 3-0 over the Irish women there. Also, some games going on in Mords in Germany, uh, between the German and Australian oh, yeah, men. That's, yeah, that's the ones I mentioned, mentioned oh, at the okay. top there. Uh, and in Cologne, uh, coming up the 20th and 26th, so this weekend... well. Starting actually, the first game is on tonight, tonight as we're recording. Yeah, Germany and Great Britain playing there. Now um, there are live streams available of, for that, John. Um, okay. I've already there's one gone out on the Hockey Live today for that. So hopefully people have seen that they can catch that first game. The Argentina and the USA games wound up as well. Do we have we mentioned that in two come on. Yep. No, we uh, haven't. Please five, do. I think five one to Argentina. Uh, sorry. Yes, five one to Argentina in the first game. Three one in the second. Four nil the third. Two one. And a 3-1 victory to round yeah, out those so five matches there, all in favour of Argentina. Yep. Uh, we've also got coming up on the 21st to the 23rd in Dusseldorf a, uh, a round robin women's tournament between Germany, Ireland, and Canada. A three tried tournament, not round robin as such. Trinidad and Tobago men, they've had a 3 0 series win over Guyana. Um, that's in the lead up to the Central American and Caribbean Games, which isn't too far off now. Um, what I understand is that Quan Brown is will be playing in that tournament and it will probably be his last uh, international tournament for Trinidad and Tobago. So the, the boys would certainly be looking to give um, Quan an amazing send-off at the tournament there. And, you know, what a, uh, a great ambassador and leader uh, for hockey. You know, I mean, you know... It's a pretty broad spectrum, but particularly for, for that Trinidad and Tobago group, um, somebody so instrumental in, in the success of, of that side. And bearing in mind aside, it's a very small nation going to a hockey indoor, indoor World Cup. Um, you know, just a, a great legacy Quan's uh, work has, has got there. So if that is his last tournament, that there's just a rumour I heard, but I think it may be, then... Uh, Good luck to him and the boys, and we wish them every success there. Uh, talking about success, uh, hockey club Minsk in Belarus, and they're only a 10-year-old club. They've uh, finished up as uh, champions there in Belarus and qualifying for EHL round one next year. You talked about games coming up. There's, of course, the Grand Masters coming up in Barcelona. It's over 60s and over 65s. Uh, both men and women's tournament going on there a little bit later on this year in a couple of months time we've also got the uh, the Masters World Cup happening also in Spain but in Terrassa and we'll be bringing you lots of news on that uh, we've got a few things coming up as well and look we've we've had a bit of a whinge on this program about international fixturing and how much international hockey is going on and I think this is all a classic case of it because uh, we do have the Champions Trophy starting on the 23rd of June to the 1st of July. We'll, we'll have a look a bit closely at that soon. We've also got the Hockey Series Open for men and women happening in Singapore the 23rd of June to the 1st of July. Uh, there's also some test, match, 
being played between the German and Irish women on the 24th of June. Hockey series opening in the Zagreb is on from the 25th to the 30th of June, both men and uh, for the women, there's a, an invitational tournament in the Netherlands from the 26th to the 30th. And that, well, that's, that's the one that's happening at the same time as the Champions Trophy. This and is all it, of them happening at the same no, time. No, 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 but I'm, I'm talking Trophy. about at the same venue as the Champions oh, Trophy. Oh, the, the one, yeah, the along, Four Nations yeah. Invitational. Yeah, yeah we've, running we've got that, that here. So there's, at the same time, the, this particular venue we're running the Champions Trophy. We're all right, all, also running another women's tournament. Not that there's anything wrong with the women's tournament. No, trust I think me, they're, they're just trying. I think they're trying to just ma- maximise. Well, the, if it was a know. women's champions trophy, I'd understand it. But anyway, there's a lot of hockey going on in the next week or two. Our test matches all over the place. Canada and China and the men are playing, and Belgium and China are playing in the women's. Um, that's the beginning of July. That's all happening, and once we get through July, yeah, don't, hey, don't well, go too really far getting, ahead. It's you know, it it's a really weekly show. We've got time. Listen in next week. You can hear what's happening in the following months. And uh, you keep getting um, the hockey series, uh, open series, and now they well, I keep getting that name wrong too. It's only new to us, folks. But you know the particular series I'm the talking. Series yeah, the open. hockey series open. Yeah. I mean, now that's been dropped into the calendar as well, so that's just crowded it even more at this stage but mate just wait until you get to the pro league hockey hockey series open Singapore 23rd of June for men Chinese Taipei Hong Kong China Indonesia Myanmar Singapore Thailand for the women also taking place 23rd of June to 1st of July at the same place Singapore Hong Kong China Indonesia Kazakhstan Malaysia Singapore and Thailand but but that's that you're happy with that though well the two Competitions running concurrent. Yeah. Of course you are. You yeah, like that. Of course that. I am. I yeah. am. But they're both the same event. It's just the women's side of the event and the men's side of the event, isn't it? It's not two. No, no. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Can't um, argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the interesting thing is uh, this recent tournament in Salamanca finished after a round robin tournament. Uh, this time around, they're playing finals, so there'll be a, a first place and a second place getter. And a, a fifth and sixth place getter as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting so. to see how it works out um, with the qualifiers. I've been trying who, to work who, it out Who today. actually qualifies? Because um, what it's fifteen teams. Um, is it a minimum of fifteen teams that, that, uh, according, that go through the hockey series? Uh, open to what the, the, the you know Q and R, Q and answer and all that sort of stuff. So far, yeah, all that stuff. A minimum of fifteen nations will qualify from the hockey series open for one of. The one of three hockey series finals. They will meet the top nine nations in the Hero World Rankings not playing in the Hockey Pro League. Each of the hockey series finals will have eight nations playing often. So, if you're not playing one of those nine nations in the, oh, it's very no, no, complicated. No, no, yeah, no, no. It's, it's um, look, it's a good read. If you're going away on holiday and you need something to pull up, you know, you're pulling up by the pool and popping your you towel down and lying back on the sun lounger. Obviously, don't forget to slip, slop, slap. Um, check out FIH. What's the uh, the title? Uh, launches the hockey launches series with all roads, roads leading, leading to Tokyo, to Tokyo 2020. 2020. Just, and there's, yeah, there's, there's, some, that. there's a question and answer document that goes on there. I think this, the link's still up there too with the for the Olympic qualifications, the International Hockey Federation official. System, it's got some tables and stuff on. I tell you, it's very difficult to work out. Uh, 
I, I thought I could click on it and see some sort of road map. You know, like they do those draw cards where, it's, you know, like we've seen what, for the World Cup, what? where you'd understand how, oh, the system works like there's four teams there and one of them comes through and does it. But I can't find any of that sort of stuff. I'll, I'll do some flashcards for you, mate. That's what I need. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah. Can you make it simple for me? You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, so we must talk about now the Champions Trophy. Said to be the last. I've heard a little rumour recently that it may not be the last. Oh, we'll have to wait and see. Come on, don't be ridiculous. I've heard, I've just heard, I'm not saying it, it's going to be resurrected, but we'll see what happens. Well, Unfortunately, at this stage, we have to treat it as the last. Well, you know, some, something like the Champions Trophy or a tournament similar to the Champions Trophy could pop up. Do you, did you know that... Uh, when it was first touted um, by Nur Khan, the Pakistani um, air marshal, uh, in 1978 at the Hockey World Cup, he uh, offered to the FIH to stage a Super World Cup tournament in Pakistan. So not the World Cup, because well, that's the World Cup, but the, a Super World Cup tournament. Well, that eventually led on to become the Champions Trophy. There was a, a bit of a tweak in the name. Um, Probably good I, I idea. wonder why. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so it was adopted then. So it was 1978, the uh, the very first Champions Trophy. And over the years, it's changed between being an annual thing, a biannual thing. Um, this will be the 37th edition. Um, I think it's the 37th edition um, on the men's side. Uh, last year... Uh, sorry, the last time around was 2016, so it's biennial at the moment. That was in London. Australia beat India in a shootout in the final there. Um, and Australia have been the, the most successful team over the years at the Champions Trophy. Um, they've won it on 14 occasions, um, Germany on 10. Um, so, uh, and over, I think, probably the last seven of seven events, Australia have won five of them, I think the stats are with it. <laughs> so they feel pretty confident in the tournament. Well, yeah, it's a it's a funny tournament in the sense that it's always been an invitational thing. But for a long time, I think it was accepted that it was the top six nations in the world. Yeah, there's been different regulations, regulations yeah. involving it. Over but the, years. It, the idea has always been that it would be a tournament that involved the best. Or maybe it might be a team that's rising and their rankings might not be high up there, but they're a, a tournament designed to entertain. If that might be the right word to use. Yeah. Um, this year. Well, it's, and it swung around on the numbers as well. It started as a five-team competition, and then it yeah. was a seven-team competition for a year, um, and then eight nations for the next uh, one, two, three, four, five or six editions. So um, we're on six at the moment, and the six this this time around are Australia, Australia, yeah, Argentina. Belgium, India, Netherlands, and Pakistan. Australia, of course, ranked one, Argentina two, Belgium third, uh, India ranked six, Netherlands fourth, and Pakistan are a bit of the outlier there. They're ranked 13th, which means Germany, England, Spain, New Zealand, Ireland, Canada, and Malaysia miss out to squeeze Pakistan in there. And you know what? If it is going to be the last one, I can sort of understand why they would do that for sentimental reasons at least they're being sentimental about something that that is the reasoning though is it well I don't know but it would certainly appear to be so wouldn't it 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, Germany, no, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a problem. problem yeah, with it unfortunately, all. Germany misses out because they're ranked fifth, uh, and India got in because they're ranked sixth. So uh, Germany's going to miss out to get Pakistan in essentially, and in a tournament played just down the road. So um, I would suggest it's sentimental reasons, which is good, as we said, it's nice. You can be sentimental sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's yeah. what the sort of things, if well, the champion spe- trophy spe- had a Spirit of the game, yeah, you know, the true spirit on. of hockey and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Well, good. I'll tell you, Australia were looking good going into it on the back of Sultan Aslan Shah and Commonwealth Games um, golds on the on the Gold Coast. And, a, and a draw and a win against... Hey? How are you feeling about Argentina? Because they're an interesting team. Well, it's, it, well, it is interesting because we obviously they just taken uh, the gold medal. World number two, uh, Olympic champions. Yeah, they they took out the gold medal, uh, gold medal in Cochabamba. Yeah, didn't they? Um, so two I had one win over Chile. I had well, this is it, and we did mention at the time that we thought it was probably a bit of an experimental side and some younger players that were there. Well, I looked into the uh, the two lineups. The one from the games and and the other from uh, the guys that are expected to be playing at the Champions Trophy and there's only two players that played in Cochabamba that will be playing at the World's um, um, at the Champions Trophy and uh, that's uh, the goalkeeper I think Santiago and uh, Augustin uh, Bugallo who captained the side um, in Cochabamba so. Argentina are interesting. I also had a little look at sort of average ages, and, and uh, Argentina pop up as the the oldest side. Um, that their average age of their 18 players there is 28 and a half. Uh, bearing in mind they've got Juan Rivaldi in there, who's 38 um, in the goals, and uh, you know 240 caps. Um, and the youngest uh, player they've got in there is a is a 21 year old. Now I looked at the average age of that development side, and that's uh, 24.125. If you want to get to the nitty gritty of it, um, and that's still higher than that of India that are going into this tournament now. That are the uh, they've got the youngest average age there, and they've got a couple of 18-year-olds in the in the squad. And Sardar's the the oldest player at 31. So um, it'd be interesting to see how Argentina go because even even looking at that development side, there's one guy in there at the, who, who debuted at Cochabamba who's 29 years old. So it seems to be um, uh, there's a lot of old bodies around there playing playing hockey in Argentina. Maybe that's why Redegay stepped away and uh, is looking at junior development there now. Could be. Yeah. You know, it's, it, there seems to be a little bit of a gap, doesn't there? But yeah. that can sometimes happen when you've got you've had a team of players who've been really good for you for a long time. Champions, and, right. yeah, yeah, Olympic champions. And and you know the, the swings and roundabouts of hockey and sport in general. I mean that could that works through any sort of team sport when you do have su- sustained success from a particular group of players. Australian hockey's been lucky; we've been able to roll that success. Across yeah, but Australia's always had that introduction virtually year on year of a 18, 19 year old, 20 year old player, always two or three coming through, coming well, through, coming them through. Tim, through Tim, Tim, mean, Tim Brand's going to the Champions Trophy. Yeah. He's, he's got two caps from the two he's just he's just uh, got yeah, in Germany. At, at the same time, 19. They've got a, th- these guys are getting through on form too. They're replacing people because they they should be given an opportunity on form. 
Yeah, sometimes uh, look, those teams what, age because there isn't that thing that that crop coming through underneath you to push a couple of the guys that maybe could be making way out. But it's it's you know it's it's all about focus. Certainly, I for for Australia the the focus is on World Cup, and so it's about rotating those players through and and getting exposure at tournaments like this. I think well I've got something from Colin Batch. Yeah, we're a very competitive team. We want to do well at the tournament. We want to learn about ourselves firstly and test ourselves against the best teams that are there. It's also about preparing for the World Cup at the end of the year. So we'll use this as a marker for where we're at. So they're looking at the Champions Trophy as a marker for where they're at. They're happy to blood a couple of new players. There's a new goalkeeper in Johan Durst. Yep. Um, so it's, it's, it's all steps towards the World Cup, and that's obviously a, a priority there. And also, uh, good luck to all the officials that will be there for the Champions Trophy. I just discovered I can print out the officials list today. Okay, I didn't add, know add, I could do that. And add that to your poolside reading list. Well, it's going to be some good umpires there. It's interesting, um, you know, some umpires have done lots of field games, but very few behind the, the television screen. And it is only new for hockey, it must be admitted. But um, some people have got uh, quite a few games behind the television screen about the same games as they've got out on the field as well. And there's obviously a technique, and there's, they've got a, a video umpire coach. Of course, you've always got managers and stuff there, for, but they're specific coach for the video umpires, which is a good thing, I, th- I think, anyway. A couple of late changes to the Indian squad. Um, Akashdeep Singh and Sumit Kumar have been replaced. Uh, Simranjit Singh and Lalit Kumar up, up a J. Uh, yes, they were both in, uh, both nursing injuries. Um, Disappointing. Gent- gentleman who's come up in conversation a couple of times recently, uh, PR Srijesh, goalkeeper, oh, yeah. will be captaining the side at the, at the Champions Trophy. Um, done about his choice of cuisine, so. Uh, <laughs> it is the final edition of Champions Trophy, and I'm sure every team would want to make it memorable. It'll be a challenging tournament with back-to-back matches, and winning those three points from each game will be the only thing on our minds when we arrive in Breda. The only thing? Mm, apparently. Yeah, well, good luck to uh, Srijesh and the Indian boys. I'm looking there. forward to them playing some good hockey about against teams that are genuinely very good. Yeah, they've 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 got a, a good mix there. They they, they yeah. I think that there's um I think we might see a um a bit of a different Indian side um this time around. Harendra's had a bit of time there. If that's what was needed, a bit of a um, the the master to lead the way um, to make a difference for them, then you know that's uh, that's great. Um, the Belgians um, just have a quick look at that. They got four guys in that side that are over 30 years old. Um, you know, there's, uh, they've got a couple of 21 year olds in there, um, but not a lot of youth coming through there at the moment. Be interesting to see how they go. Um, Wait a sec. Haven't they got the World Youth Player of the Year? They have. Two time yeah, rising Arthur, star. Arthur Van Doren. Yeah. Um, Two and, and of course, Loic Van Doren, uh, the goalkeeper as well, has got eight caps. Doing very well, the Van Doren boys. Um, what else? What else? Netherlands. Um, you know, it's closest to uh, as uh, as uh, big a crowd you're going to get, isn't it? It's uh, you'd, you'd have to expect a big showing from the Netherlands on home soil. I think it'll be a, a great competition. I'm really looking forward to the hockey, but we'll speak to that about uh, being able to look forward to watching the hockey there a little bit later in the show. So it all gets underway on the 
23rd of June. Um, now the, the format is, is Saturday. Uh, Saturday the 23rd. Saturday the 23rd. Uh, so all six teams uh, will play against each other in a round-robin format. And then the top two at the end of those games will play off um, for the gold medal. Is it a gold medal? The gold trophy. No, the it's a Champions, Champions trophy. trophy. Yeah, what do you Come get? What, what do you get, though? You get the Champions they'll say, trophy. They'll say it's a gold medal, though. Um, and then likewise, third, fourth, fifth, sixth to play off for the, uh, the final rankings there. Um, the opening game is India versus Pakistan. A blockbuster? Well, let's, let's see what happens. It's certainly be, uh, be plenty of interest in the game. Uh, followed by Netherlands, Argentina, and then Australia, Belgium for the final game. I think there on con- the considering Netherlands are second up on the day and, uh, it's at home in the Netherlands, I think you'll find a, a very smart hockey crowd will be in the stadium in looking forward early to a great game of hockey. I think there'll be crowd will be looking forward to that as much as seeing Netherlands take on Argentina. That's a 4pm local time game. Do you think, what time yeah, does the, what uh, time the bar PM, open? How smart are the crowd going to be? Well, if there's, if there's one thing I'd say about the timing of it, wouldn't you play a, a, a little bit later, a tad later? So you, you might start the early game at 4 o'clock and then run a 6 o'clock game, then run an 8 o'clock game. Well, maybe... maybe but So people yeah. could go down and, and in enjoy it, uh, uh, gets more hockey in after work, or I don't know how the, the working day works. It's a Saturday, a weekend as well, maybe. No, I think it. maybe it's... A weekend, I would have thought you would play the other No, but the hockey's game. all finished by 7.30, then it's a Saturday night party in the venue or in the local area. I reckon that's what it's all about. So it's that opening night, so you go along, watch the hockey, and then at 7.30, you don't scatter yeah, off. Uh, You're in. Hey, wait for it, John, wait for it. You're in an Activated zone, huh? You're in an activated zone, and there's food trucks and music. Why couldn't you do that with an eight o'clock game? Uh, you take more money early doors, mate. I don't think you're right. Yeah, no, I reckon that's what it is. We can we can do a bit of research, but uh, I reckon the events around someone will let us know around the hockey in Breda are going to be immense. I, I like it when the, the key game starts a little bit later, so everybody's had to. Got that? What's it? They've yeah. need out of the oh, way, and I can just grumpy. Oh, grumpy. Hashtag grumpy. traditionalist. Can, can, can <laughs> I press sweep now? You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Uh, TRS, Matt, we got some news. Yeah, have you got the got that sting sorted out, mate? Uh, the t- the TRS World Eleven hashtag TRS World Eleven sting. Have you got that sorted out? TRS World Eleven. That's a no then. Um, okay. Well, look, I haven't got too much on it this week anyway. But from this week on, we will be uh, scouring the social medias for the uh, hashtag TRS World Eleven hashtag um, to uh, to keep you abreast of the news of what's going on for the, with the TRS World 11 now we've got one more announcement it's going to go out tomorrow Johnson but probably by the time you listen to this ladies okay. and gentlemen then it will already be out there I would like to say we'd also like to hear of opponents of TRS World 11 members using the TRS World 11 hashtag hashtag that, that's one you know what I'm talking about um, to tell us how they went in their particular games too we'd, we'd like the opponents perspective on these things just to know that our, our, 
our players do truly qualify it's as a member of the TRS World yeah, Eleven. It's interesting. That's good, John. I like that. You like that? Mm. Well, of course, um, I you'll don't be able to hear any well, no, you'll be able, you'll be able to tell very soon because the, the nice shiny vinyl uh, hashtag TRS World Eleven stickers that came in the post yesterday. So um, that's we're guys. If you're part of the squad. Your gear's coming, don't worry. Just uh, we're we're a bit slow moving. Talking about gear coming, um, was there some uh, equipment received somewhere recently? Yeah, Sierra Leone got a, one set of goalkeeping kit thanks to Rob Abbott. Uh, he managed to get a kit there to Sierra Leone, so they got one set of goalkeeping kit. Oh, great job, Rob! Well done, Rob. I had some good news on that front today that I've got to share with Salas actually once we finish this recording. So um, they can expect a second kit soon, and we'll yep. just have to start looking for two more because you know that's the men's or the, that that's two kits. We need four because there's men and women. So at the moment, the ladies and the yeah, men are sharing be, kits, yeah, and it's not fair. right. Well, it's not no. right. There's what? Well, there's one kit that's been received. There were some. Um, uh, images that popped up on the Sierra Leone <laughs> Hockey Association the other thing on they Facebook. need is someone who knows how to put on goalkeeping kit to go over there and help them put the goalkeeping kit on it doesn't come with a manual does it unfortunately no um, so explain they'll soon learn no they'll get it they'll get it right bless so. yeah bless the um, I think the, that was the, Salas the, 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 wasn't it well I think Rob, Rob posted on there the um uh, the pads were on the wrong legs and one of them was upside down. <laughs> <laughs> and the two goalkeeper gloves were the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, that, but bless them. They look, they look, they look very happy and that's going to be, that's going to go to great use there. So well done, Rob, and, uh, however you got hold of that. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be bringing some more news on that very soon. Yeah. So we've got one more kit sorted. We need two more now. So we'll keep, keep pushing getting two more kits to Sierra Leone. Um, Anything more before we get to our featured interview? Nah. Okay. You are listening to the Reverse Dick, the global hockey podcast, and joining us for our feature interview this week is Mr. Jade Bloomfield from Hockey World News with all the latest of Edition 6. Jade, welcome back. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me back on. It's an absolute pleasure. Now... Edition 6 has kind of hit us by surprise because uh, we hoped we were going to get you last week. You weren't quite there with it. And then, bang, it's out there today. So can you tell the listeners what they're going to find in the latest episode? Episode, uh, edition, yeah, excuse so me. It literally went out um, from when you guys go on the air. It would have been yesterday. Um, so, yeah, we're all going. It's gone strong. It's a good edition. Completely feature-packed um, for this edition. So we've got uh, articles on Sarah Wilson, uh, the FIH World Umpire of the Year. There's uh, bits in there about Hockey for Heroes and their Operation Endure um, exhibition they've recently done. Nick Catlin's in there talking all about the EHL, um, Good to Bad and the Ugly is what he's called that. Um, it's got some stuff on Hannah McLeod. I Rio Star recently done a Round the World Yacht Race and London Marathon. She's now coaching the England's junior section um, about her and her, her next challenge. As always, Keeley is in there looking at the umpire inside things. And then this edition is the first um, debut article from Jaspreet Sani. Um, and sorry, who's talking that? About, uh, Jaspreet Sani talking about Sardar Singh. So, sorry, sorry Jaspreet. <laughs> Jaspreet. He's just taking the mickey there a little bit, Mr. Allen. We're very happy to see Jaspreet's name in this latest edition of Hockey World News. 
and I can't wait to look at it's come out a bit too early for me to get a read of the magazine yet but I'm really looking forward to reading that particular article yeah it's good so he's um, talking about uh, Sardar and um, Haranda Singh and how it has gone a full circle for those from obviously when Sardar first joined the uh, the Indian setup under Harendra Singh and obviously now he's been brought back into the setup again under Harendra Singh so it has gone a full circle but uh, I think Sardar's got a lot to prove in the up and coming uh, uh, Champions Trophy it's all about his fitness and whether he can actually maintain the pace now no one no one's going to dispute the guy's skill and execution he's got on the pitch but has he got the fitness now to, to stay at that level? I think with a, a, a player like him, uh, you can always find a place. You can always work things around him if if you can mitigate that uh, perhaps lack of pace that has been shown up a couple of times. Well, I guess it's about the style that the team's yeah, going to play right. as well, isn't it? And if uh, Horrendra's got uh, confidence in him there, then uh, he'll accommodate him, won't he? Yeah, I agree. Normally, you see when the guys get older on a on a hockey pitch, they generally drop further back down the pitch. Um, but Horrendous already come out and said that Sardar won't be played in defence where he has been normally uh, as a three man in defence. He is going to be played in the centre midfield. Um, so to most teams, the centre midfielder is the hardest working guy on the pitch. And now putting your oldest player in a team on that pitch, in that position, he's, he's got a lot to prove now. Uh, look, I'm a living, breathing example of the fact that you can hide a bloke at centre half, Jade. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. You can hide a bloke there. You can, you can let me run out the whole season there and win a premiership, and no one will notice I was even Touch the ball there. four so, times. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so m- maybe it is about making the team work around him. And if he's got the best hockey yeah. brain, maybe he is the right guy to stand in the middle of the field and just orchestrate the troops. Exactly, um, and if yeah, if the, the guys are going to work hard around him, give him the ball and let him distribute again, then <clears throat> there's no reason why he can't cope. But if he's going to be there, expected to be up and down the pitch the whole game, um, that's when I think you'll see see his age um, start being noticed a bit more. And what's our mate Keely Dunn got on her mind this month? So Keely's talking about the um, the new umpire pathway. Um, obviously the international side and where the new grading of international umpires to, to get into the pro league um, so in the past once you've got your international badge you've just put down there you've technically been classed as you've been badged um, but now when you get to that level there's different structures that you need to and hoops you need to jump through now to get into different tournaments with the, the pro league on the umpiring side now being the pinnacle of the, uh, the umpiring yeah, I, I did, did read this, those. Yeah, we did discuss it last yeah. week that the uh, there's you know maybe one or two too many panel levels in there. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. It's, it's making the guys jump through <coughs> me, jump through a lot of hoops to to get there. Um, and I think we've got an established elite level umpires or the umpire pool, which everyone knows of. Um, if they're already automatically going to go straight into the pro league level, then great. But then it's it's hard to then push those guys up. Um, and once they're there, they're there. It's, I, I don't know if they're going to have constantly be reassessed and pushed back down if they're not good enough, or or how it's going to be done. But for every competition, having a different level of umpiring. If you're playing international hockey, you'd expect the best umpires for every game you're playing. I the way I'd look. Agree with that, Jade. I my 
my biggest problem with the whole thing is how will the players know about all of the rankings of the different umpires? Maybe what we need to do is if you get to a certain level, you get to wear a cape. No, no. Uh, ne- ne- like next no. level up, you get to wear your underwear on the outside of no, your like pants. No, like Cub Scouts or the, or the brownies. Oh. You, get, you get the badges to wear all the way up your, your sleeve and your disgusting green or purple yeah. shirt. Well, you know, the, the, the one metric for umpiring is decision-making. We all know that. Uh, you've got plenty more time. I'm also interested in Nick Catlin's views on the EHL. I mean, we've often praised the EHL on on this side of the great divide between us and Europe, but, you know, not everything is as rosy as we see it all the time, is it? It's not, no. The EHL is, is the absolute pinnacle of club hockey. Um, and what they do then... The, the, Ten years now they've been doing it, and it is superb hockey. And yeah. it's one of those hockey tournaments that every single club hockey player wants to be a part of. Um, so what Nick's talking about is good, talking about the history of the HL and why it's so good. Um, but and also then saying about this year in particular, where it looks at different rules and the rule changes, especially around the goal scoring side of it. That we don't need to be playing around the rules of hockey as much as they do. Um, he admits that there's too much, um, too many people rely on the penalty corner, uh, and having the double goals for an open play does take away from the penalty corner, but it's not the way ahead. On that, giving two two goals for an open play goal and one goal for a penalty corner is, it's not hockey and it's not the way the AHL should be. My, my view, my view always has been with it, and as you would have heard, stop the drag flick. Shots have got to be backboard height unless it's a it's a flick, a genuine flick, and there you go. That suddenly that dominance or it goes back to how it's always been, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. They need to they need to look at different ways to to I know, make less people look or make people not look at the drag flick as much and the penalty corner. It's it does spoil games when as soon as you get into the D, especially at international level, when you look at Argentina, soon as they get in the D, they're looking for a foot or something straight away um, to win the penalty corners because they've got the best drag flicker in the world in their team. Yeah. It's, so it is taken away, it needs to take away from that penalty corner and reliance on the penalty corner and make it into open play goals are the main things you want to score. But I think putting it into a point structure and giving two goals for an open play is, is not the way to do it on there um, I think there needs to be a board or open suggestions out there on how you can improve open play and make people rely on open play but and a lot of, a lot of things need to be done and a lot of uh, ideas to be passed before actually they can nail on it but I think the the two goals for opponent corners does not work Jade uh, one of the probably uh, great Movements is it a movement organisation in hockey at the moment? Hockey for Heroes, the stuff those guys have been doing and what they've put themselves through as well to to bring <laughs> awareness and. Have you hopefully you got some great images images of them looking absolutely knackered? There is uh, there is one maybe two ones have been absolutely knackered in there. Um, yeah, the, the hockey for heroes guys and girls are are doing so well from when they first set it up uh, a few years ago. Um, so last year they had a big um, uh, the men's side of it did an expedition uh, up stretcher so they did um, basically walked from from Cardiff to to London uh, carrying an injured World Marine in a stretcher the whole way um, obviously playing hockey games along along the way um, 
which was a great success. They then turned over when they started in the ladies' side, um, put it onto the ladies' section and said, OK, now it's your turn. So they come up with uh, Oppenjaw, which was uh, Glasgow down to, to Canterbury. Um, so 10 days uh, playing hockey, sorry, eight days playing hockey every day, having a military challenge every day. Um, so they put themselves through so much for about eight days, ranging from uh, military training sessions, PT sessions, uh, log carries, stretcher races, stretcher runs. So those girls put themselves through a lot, and then they were also playing three or four matches of hockey per day as well. Now, of course, that was fun. That, that was a fundraising effort there, Jade, and there's still some more fundraising yeah. to be done from those guys. There's a gala ball coming up. Uh, the gala ball has actually just recently been cancelled. Um, oh, so they they've rescheduled it. So it's not been cancelled completely. Um, they've, they've rescheduled the the ball to later on in the year. Must um, moving it out of summer and back into more party season towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so it is a big charity fundraising thing. They do it for for help for heroes, for military charity. So the, the Up and Jewel girls they raised in excess of forty thousand pounds from that Brilliant. expedition. Um, the men last year raised about 60,000 so your organisation already in, in, in the last 18 months has raised well over £100,000 for charity um, which they're looking to continue to do next year again they've already started planning for, for the next men's um, men's expedition and tour next year we still don't know what it's going to be um, but if anything past to go by it's going to be something quite big and spectacular is what they're going to put themselves through Fantastic. We'll I see this photo, some of those photos like at the end of the day and all that sort of stuff when they've been through all that thing. That's me five minutes into the first half. <laughs> so, <laughs> what they put themselves through and is they, amazing. And they weren't at the bar every night as we learnt a few weeks ago. No. Um, Jay, Hockey World News Edition 6, it's out there. How can people get their eyes on it? So they can get their eyes on it by coming to uh, the Hockey World News website, um, hockeyworldnews.com. Uh, so we've got links all through, all through the website to download, also on Twitter um, and Instagram. Oh. So any of the social medias, you can pick us up as Hockey World News, um, and there's links to, to the magazine, so you can download it straight from uh, from the website or, or social media. Uh, and it is a free download, so they go through the shop as normal, um, but there's no charge to download on there, so it's free download. So get on board, read the magazine, and and give us your feedback. But if uh, if somebody wanted to contribute, is that is that possible? It is. Yeah, there's on the on the website we've got a contact page. Um, it literally drop me an email through the contact page, um, and I'll definitely be be in touch. Uh, always looking for for new contributors to the magazine, um, especially covering different areas of the world that we don't know about. Um, as you see from, from this edition, Jasper Sani's come on board, um, and that was from him contacting us and saying, can he contribute and, and get involved in the in the team? So always looking for, for new people to come on board. Now, using the same word in a different context, if somebody can contribute, how would they do so? So say they wanted to pay you £5 for the edition or £2 for the edition. Right, uh, OK. So in that way, so on the... Um, as you go through the shop itself, it is a pay-what-you-want pay shop. So when you go in and add, add the magazine to your cart, um, you can then select to pay for the magazine. Um, so you can put in anything from 50p up to £500 for the magazine. So if you want to contribute in any way, that's the way to do it. 
Well, look, that sounds fantastic, and and I, and I would urge anybody out there that's listening uh, to support a publication that's delivering such great quality content. Um, please do get behind that, and if you can afford to give a little bit to you know for each edition, then that'd be a, a great way to support it and can continue the the great publication that is Hockey World News. And before we we move on, because I know you want to bring something up, Matt. Oh, actually, I've got something. To we bring up, we, yeah. we forgot about the FIH Umpire of the Year as well, um, Sarah Wilson. You've got a, a a bit of a profile of her, and um, if Sarah's not busy Saturday afternoon, she wants to make fifty bucks. I get a three games, hundred and fifty bucks. No worries. Oh, okay. No, but it's, it's good to see there that you know we're we're getting to know some of the umpires that are at that elite level. Yeah, and. Uh, so, yeah, Sarah, the FIH umpire of the year, um, and on the magazine we have broke with tradition, as much tradition as having six editions, um, but we have got an umpire on the front page of the magazine for, for the first time. I think that's probably one, one of the few times on any hockey publication that an umpire has been literally the cover page. Um, so he's talking about Sarah, I said, why she started playing, uh, going into umpiring. She used to play as a youngster. Um, used to play for Scotland when she was young, but then got in, she got injured, so she was told that literally you can't play hockey anymore, um, which was at the time that she, everything she knew was, was, was hockey. Um, and she then discussed and had a big conversation with her family about coaching or umpiring. And what Sarah says, with the coaching side, you're not involved in the game as much as she'd want to be involved in the game. Um, you're still on the side of the pitch directing people around but you haven't got the impact in the game itself uh, so that's why she's turning to, took to umpiring so she can still be involved in in the sport at, well now at the highest level which is Rio Olympian um, so that's why she went to the umpiring side it is her journey through umpiring and what she achieved and how she got there uh, I'm looking forward to that I must admit if if I could suddenly not play the game anymore that's what I'd do I'd umpire I'd you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Don't tell Keely at all, but you know it's a, <laughs> it is actually a good way to be involved in the game as opposed to, like she said, you know, the people who are standing outside looking on with no real impact and no real way to, yeah, to be think, involved. Just think of the amount of strokes you could give, mate. Me? No, no, it's <laughs> the cards that come out from me. I can give you the two. <laughs> You'd be like Santa on Christmas Day. Yeah, I'm by side of it. Is for those that. Obviously, I either stop in playing or, or still want to be involved in the game at a high level. It is, the umpiring is the way to do it. You can, you can be involved in the game at much higher level for a much longer time with well, the umpiring. Well, yeah, it's interesting you say that though. If you listen, you listen back to uh, Keeley's input with our uh, global global hockey chit chat that we had. Uh, you know, there's there's a view out there that there's uh, there's only a certain window within which you can achieve the higher echelons of the umpiring game yeah there is yeah I, I'm under the impression I think if you're good enough you're, you're good enough <laughs> it doesn't matter your age shouldn't really come into it yeah well um, yeah if you if you're good enough then you should give the opportunity to do it and uh, I like the idea too of giving back to the grades that have always given me so much joy as well I mean it's all very well and good <laughs> to talk about guys who you know playing at the top level Top-level umpires are usually pretty good. It's once he starts falling da- back down the heap a little bit, and players of any level deserve to have good umpiring because it makes for a good game of hockey. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree with that. Um, 
there's many times where you turn up to a game and you've seen the umpires and you go, oh God, so it's umpires. Uh, or times turn up and seen some umpires and you thought, before the first whistle's blown, you know it's going to be a good game because you've got decent umpires on there that's going to manage the game properly and yep. allow the game to flow as it should be. Absolutely. And, and you know, when umpires like that do make a mistake, as we all do, you don't care. It, it's no. only when you have no. this perception that the, the guy's an idiot that you start, or the woman, <laughs> as it may be. But anyway. The guy or yeah. the woman? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm still catching up with all this new age stuff, okay? Jay, before you go, um, I'm just going to drop this on you and drop this on, on, on John now. Um, okay. I've come up with a little concept um, when we've got somebody on the line to like John. John thinks he's a bit of a brainiac. Like he's um, he's always in the top two at the um, the club annual quiz, and there's a little group of them, him, him and his no, lady Debs, and then they'll generally team up with another two or four. Or if you're lucky, you might be able to sort of jettison them into your table, and look, you'll guarantee a, a pretty high finish. So, but he's not quite as clever as he as he thinks he is so I, I'm just thinking of, I don't know I haven't got a name for it I'm just thinking stick it to John is kind of what's <laughs> sprung to mind I just wonder if you'd indulge me with a, um, a, a little little game between the two of you uh, John versus Jade <laughs> okay alright so I've kind of been inspired the past couple of weeks we've, we spoke to um, David Navarro from Costa Rica who just appeared in the uh, the, the debutant Costa Rican national team at the at a, an 11 aside uh, FIH sanctioned tournament at the hockey series open in Salamanca, and we also spoke a little bit about uh, that good guy, um, uh, Stuart Mourinho, and the the cheese situation. So uh, my little quiz is: is this is this this word I'm going to say? Is it the name of a player that appeared at the hockey series open in Salamanca? Or is it a type of cheese? Right. Okay. All right. Now I think you. Should, I know, we, we're going we're gonna to have five each, and and I think uh, I think you should probably. Oh, well, look, I'll give you the choice. Do you do you do you, do you want to go first, or do you want to let John go first? Uh, I'll go. You'll go first. Yeah. All righty. That's all right. We're going to start up. Good start luck, then. Jay. So first one up for you then, Jade, is Motta. M O T T A. A Motta. Uh, is a player. Absolutely right. It's in oh. fact two players. It's Henzel and Henry Motta from the Puerto Rico men's national team. That's one point to you, Jay. All right, okay. John. Ready. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Kabok. C-A-B-O-C. Kabok. Cheese. Yeah, absolutely right. It's a Scottish rich double cream cheese mm. um, purported to be the very first uh, cheese made in Scotland. There you History go. Lesson as well. uh, over to you, Jade. Uh, I did the jokes. <laughs> Paniolo, P A N I O L O. Paniolo. Uh, that is a. Oh, what is it? I'd say that is a player. Paniolo is a player. No, Paniolo is in fact a cheese. Oh, a Vermont no. Abbey style washed rind cheese. Looked, looked very uh, tasty on cheese.com where I found the information. <laughs> uh, that's a zero for Jade. All right, over to you, John. Crackers.com. Kernum. <laughs> K-E-R-N-H-E-M. Kernum. Player. Jason Kernum is not a player. 
Oh. <laughs> Kernum is a cheese. It's semi-soft Dutch. Zero for John. Uh. All right, back to you, Jade. Okay. Acapella. A-C-A-P-E-L-L-A. Acapella. Uh, I'd say that is a cheese. You're absolutely right. It is Actually, Calif- it's a goat's cheese. Californian goat's milk cheese. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Ringing. We, uh, we know what kind of class we're dealing with here, John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another point there to Jade. All right, question three here for John. Greco, G-R-E-C-O, Greco. Uh, player. He's a player. He plays for Panama. Very good, John. Two points with level pegging here at the moment. Two points apiece. Okay, over to you, Jade. Castillo, C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. Castillo. Uh, that is a player. It is a player, Daniel Castillo from Mexico. Well, I reckon you're just adding Christian names. I think it is actually a cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All right, over to you, John. Tetia, T-E-T-I-L-L-A. Uh, my gut tells me cheese. It's a cheese. It's oh. a Spanish soft cheese. Uh, it's got the old uh, DOP protection, and uh, it means small breasts. Uh, in Spanish mm-hmm. no comment alrighty number four <laughs> for you here then Jade Donado D-O-N-A-D-O Donado uh, that is a player oh jeez have you, have, you, have you just got the uh, Google <laughs> open there and checked out the team list <laughs> you're absolutely right Jose Donado from Panama John question number five for you here now uh, Lastra Ooh. L-A-S-T-R-A uh, player? It's a player. Oh. Eluterio Lastra from Puerto Rico. It's a tie. Lyrically, huh? it's brainy. It's what? It's a tie. Five. No. Haven't we had five each? Have you? Yeah, look, you've got the score. No, right no, there. no, I hadn't. Oh, yeah, you must have five. Well, we go to the tie break then, don't okay. we? Okay, let's, let's lay it on us. Alrighty. Sudden death is probably the best way to do it. Idea of mine, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jade, you're up first. Okay. Rivera. R-I-V-E-R-A. Rivera. I'll go player. He's a player, Captain Rivera. Captain of the Puerto Rican side. Co-captain there. John. Kernham. K-E-R-N-H-E-M. Didn't you ask me that one? Yeah, I probably did. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. Forgot to rub that one out. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Solis. S O L I S. Oh, I'll say cheese. Oh, John, it's a player. It's Costa Rican. Juan and Solis. Solis. Oh, I and you Solis lose. And, oh. Jay, congratulations. You've sticked it to John. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. I'm looking forward to that competition. Look, it's going to take some working on, I think, but, um, yeah, look, I really appreciate you, um, you know, coming in, rubbing John's nose in it tonight, uh, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having you uh, on the reverse stick once again, Jay. We look forward to listening to the latest edition, and uh, we'll speak to you again soon. L- listening to the latest edition. <laughs> oh, what? Reading the latest edition. Oh, hockey oh, World news. Just yet. <laughs> uh, Thanks for your time, Jay. Cheers. No worries, so Take care, guys. Cheers, mate. Checks in the post. Cheers, mate. <laughs> 
you're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and that was Jade Bloomfield. Always good to chat to Jade. Always welcome to come on and talk about Hockey World News. You should get your eyes on it, ladies and gentlemen. Your um, eyes on it, and you can uh, yeah go to the uh, Hockey World News website and uh, get a free download if you want, or you can contribute if you want as well. That would be nice. It would be. It would be terrific. If you like uh, it, subscribe, sign up. If pay what you can. Two pound. If 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 people just two, that's all it some takes. Pe- mate, some people two pound. They drop it on the floor. They don't care. They just keep on walking. Some people they drop ten quid on. They don't care. ten. It's only ten quid. You know. You oh, can afford, if you, no, let's can. be fair. If you can afford fifty pounds to pay for an edition or for three or four editions of uh, Hockey World News, then do it. I don't think do he's it. asking that just, much. Though. Just do it. It's not fifty pounds. He's not, but if you can afford it, and, and you and you and you like what's being done, this is this is how the new world economy works, John. We should oh. we should actually try and do something like this for Ask ourselves. Ask people to give us money. Well, just you know, the laptop battery needs replacing. You know, yeah, there's that. Um, your headphones are barely holding on. We could do with some little um, struts to run off the roof to put the microphones down, so we actually get some kind of consistent sound. Lights. Um, well, at the moment you've got something that says AF Sports Barbell. Four four point four pounds, two kilos, yeah. um, sitting on top of the of the stand here that, that I'm that, sure that I'm talking to. Over. Yeah, because it's, it doesn't tip over. Well, if we did put it upside down and stuck it on the ceiling, no problem. But, jeez, you know, can't eat hockey balls, can you? No, you can't. No, you can't. Um, anyway, well, where, where were you going? Where were you going? Yeah, it's great well, to have Jade on. Yeah, great great to hear hear about the uh, edition number six coming out. Looking forward to having a full read of that. What we are going to talk about is this, Matt. Yes, it's broadcasting. That's what we're going to talk about. Because uh, uh, things have been happening recently in the broadcasting world. Well, particularly what you know, what's kind of sparked this is uh, what happened about. Oh, maybe a week or so ago, just after we'd recorded last week's show, that there was an announcement from Hockey Australia. June 14th, last Thursday. There you go, last Thursday, wasn't far off. Um, that uh, a, a deal has been struck with Hockey Australia and uh, Fox Sports, Foxtel. Fo- no, are they together at the moment? Are they not, they're split companies anyway. Fox, well, Sports, Fox Sports here in Australia. Here, here, here in Australia, a five year deal uh, to broadcast, uh, well, starting off with the upcoming Champions uh, Trophy, leading through into World Cups and Pro League and an Australian Hockey well, League, not this year, but in 2019. OK, let's... This is the um, the press release, or the, the, the article that appeared... No, oh, we don't want to. We don't want to be appearing too Aussie centric with this. And no, there's, no, there's, there's lots of talk around uh, around this subject. But, but it, yeah, but it's 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 it's. This a, was the starting point. This is the starting point. Yeah. Okay, because everybody, well, a lot of listeners will be aware of our views on broadcasting, some of the issues we've had in previous. Now, Hockey Australia announced a five-year deal with Fox Sport Australia, giving. We'll get back to that word. Giving fans access to live and exclusive high-definition coverage of the Hockey Pro League, Hockey World Cups, Champions Trophies and Olympic qualification events until 2022. 
In addition to this, Fox Sport will broadcast the new Australian Hockey League from 2019. The deal is part of the International Hockey Federation's global strategy and has been struck in partnership with Hockey Australia. Um, Matt Favia, the Hockey Australia CEO, says the deal is hugely important in delivering the sports ambition, delivering on the sports ambition to grow out and engage. This partnership will provide extensive, high-quality coverage of our game, both within Australia and through FIH's global broadcast partners and channels throughout the year. As a result, fans will now have many more opportunities to engage with the sport on a more regular basis. Fox Sports COO. Peter Campbell said, Fox Sport is delighted to extend its partnership with the International Hockey Federation, a deal which will provide unprecedented coverage for the sport. Fox Sport will deliver more local and international action than ever before, broadcasting the exciting new Hockey Pro League from 2019. With the 2020 Olympics just around the corner, we will be in place for fans to follow the Aussies with coverage of major events, including the World Cup and Olympic qualifiers. That's not the the entire press release but there's some of the key quotes from it Jeez, it's a lot to take in there John but first and foremost and what's quite interesting from what that I noticed what you said there I knew this anyway but uh, it's the, it's a partnership deal with the FIH absolutely and Fox Sports so this is obviously part of the mandate for the Hockey Pro League is to have I would think so uh, unencumbered uh, viewing availability and also relay to other uh, well not just involved countries but you know um, viewers around the world with it now we understand that there was a little bit of uh, maybe a few issues around Hockey Australia looking for a a TV partner for the Australian Hockey League refined format who knows what's going to happen with that hashtag AHL Franken 9s um, go on, John. You got your finger up. As I understand it, this is, as you mentioned, a, a deal between the FIH and Fox Sport, and that very much the uh, Hockey Australia was very wary of being involved in this deal, but have been dragged along into it. Um, some one person did say to me that that the reasons for that were because of the the goings on with the Franken Nines and approaches to local broadcasters and that that was part of the reason why that could have been part of the reason why Hockey Australia were a bit shy of it I would suggest that Hockey Australia are a bit shy of it because of the past treatment of hockey by Fox Sport Australia and we only have to go back to the Oceania Cup that was going to be shown live we all saw the tweet saying it was going to be live and it turned up at 10 o'clock on night at night as a a replay later on at night and at the same time the game was actually going on, they were showing replays of rugby league games from seasons gone by. Well, we know, and we spoke before, about the response to uh, the question of why aren't you showing the hockey that you've got the rights for was, well, there's other stuff that we're showing. Uh, if you want to see more hockey, we need more complaints. Now, as soon as we saw a deal being fo- signed with Fox Sport, our major concern was the fact that under the pre- previous regimes of Fox Sport, we have been geo-blocked from watching hockey that Fox Sports held the right to, but weren't showing. 
Well, the announcements I've seen already um, from Hockey Australia and from Fox Sports have said that they will be streaming the Australia games and at the Champions Trophy. So it's uh, the same bollocks deal we had before. Until such time as they start broadcasting the games, all of the games. So if it's not, if they're not, a, if if say uh, Netherlands versus India from the Champions Trophy uh, upcoming isn't available to see on as part of the deal on Fox Sports, should they be showing it either on their own separate streaming service or will there be uh, un-geo-blocking and we can view it through the FYH YouTube site? Because there's there's similar deals done in different countries. NOS in uh, Netherlands, I think, or in Belgium. It's um, it's Star Sports in... uh, Sorry, Super Sport in South Africa. Um, Star in India. Look, so, so these deals are with, are with these big companies, but they're smaller cu- countries. Like you know where your um, your grandma lives in Singapore. Singapore, yeah. Singapore, total free view through the FIH YouTube site. Brilliant! I love that. Hey, I love total well, free view through the FIH YouTube site. I understand the need to get some TV partners on on side. And I would support it and pay for it if I was guaranteed to be able to watch all of the hockey. And and that's the problem with it. To watch this, you'll have to take out a Fox subscription. Now, if I wanted a Fox subscription, I would have one. But I would be prepared to pay for the subscription, knowing that my access to hockey was the most important and only thing I was concerned in. And I didn't have to buy not only the basic package, but extra sports channels to be able to watch uh-huh. it. Okay, that's that's one issue with going to Fox. We've discussed the other issue is that we've we found ourselves geo-blocked from games they're not prepared to show on Foxtel. Yeah. So why would I buy a sponsor? It's up to Fox to show that they have lifted their game and are prepared to support the game and then I'll sign up, not the other way around. I'm not going to sign up now knowing what their reputation Well, there's an interesting but different thing happening here in Australia with the, the Soccer World Cup at the moment. Traditionally, the games, all World Soccer World Cup games have been available free-to-air through one of the, the, the free-to-air channels um, that goes across the nation. Government-sponsored channels. Go- Government-sponsored channels, yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, but also... That can take advertising as well. It's a complex thing. Um, but there's a deal been done this year with a telephone services provider, Optus. Uh, um, they started streaming the English Premier League last year. Um, it's a streaming service, and they've got the chunk of the, the World Cup games now, haven't they? Mm-hmm. They've endured... Oh, not the best of raps, to be fair. Well, their service uh, crashed. Because, they, yeah. didn't expe- they didn't expect, from their own words, they didn't expect that many people to be using their service. What? <laughs> you bought the rights to this and you, you didn't do your due diligence on figuring out how many people may or may not use your service? Yeah. What? Crazy stuff. And how many millions of dollars have been wasted but not just thinking about it for a few seconds? Oh, well, there's... X number of viewers at every World Cup and some are transitioning and some are going to be newer. It wouldn't have been hard to come up with some approximation to allow you to account for the traffic. They're happy to take the money though, hey? Well, they did take the money and now that's turned against them a little bit. One thing to be said in um, Optus's favour is that the man in charge did come out and say, well, look, we're going to stream them, but we're giving SBS the rest of the pool games as well and people will have the choice whether they want to watch them on SBS free-to-air or use the Optus service. 
which is an interesting way for a, you know the whole marketing side of things to go there. Yeah, but you know, Fox Sports haven't been the best guardians of our game no, down no, down here, have they? And 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 I was a little bit. It speaks to a bigger go- global point, though, is that it's all very well and good for these companies to have rights to things, but how do we manage people's access to them, especially in a situation where the broadcaster's not going to show it? Well, the and, and the the thing is that they say we've got unprecedented. They'll be giving us unprecedented access in the future, mate. I've I've always been able to access this stuff, but I've never been allowed to watch it because you've been blocking me. Yeah. So the the, the unrivaled access isn't something new. It's you not standing in the way of me watching it. It's a new thing. If that's what they're going to do. Yeah, it's uh, look. The the debate will rage on whether we should be looking to stream these things and have YouTube, it as a, de- as a dedicated FIH channel via YouTube. I would, for instance, you know, and, they've got the infrastructure to handle the video streaming. That and then once it's captured there, it can then be sent out in other directions. Just the same as they captured, they're using Fox Sports to capture the Pro League here because that needs to be part of the deal um, to stream that back. Globally. The whole point of the Pro League is is for us as fan, hockey fans here in Australia to be able to watch a game versus England and um, Germany. That's what the Pro League's about. If if they can't attract their, oh, big big events, that's yeah. It, you know, yeah, they've got to attract hockey players to watch hockey or hockey people to watch hockey, not just people from a nation to watch. Well, here's the team. thing: so, but so Fox Fox Tower, uh, yeah, Foxtel here, not just Fox Foxtel's got what 2.8 million subscribers yeah, to, to their million. their subscription yeah added yeah so 10 15 percent that there or thereabouts. But that's a raw figure of of um that's not households so there might be four people in a household if you get what i mean it, that can does that what counts on the figures with it is acidity doesn't it yeah 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 no uh, no it wouldn't it, it, it would just be they've got 2.8 million subscriptions so that's individual subscriptions, but within each subscription, there might be four or five people accessing that fox. Right. So the access could be what to ten million. Who knows? Nah. And, and don't don't forget that a lot of. Well, this is the thing I think. Every it's hard club to, in the country it, has at least two or three it, Foxtel licenses because yeah. you can and watch be, multiple channels. And they'll be putting there. the hockey on, won't they, over the 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 well, body and the. Well, oh, look, if they, you go they, up they and whack a hundred dollar bill on the bar and say, "I want to watch the hockey, and can I have a midi, please?" I, no, I you reckon you could probably end up with a hockey on the screen. You, you could be buying the package at home yourself for that money. You could be. It wouldn't be as much fun. Um, yeah, look, it's 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 an interesting one. We talk about growing the game, but does it not then restrict restrict the viewership going through <laughs> such channels? No, no, it no, does. no, it it I does. Get it. But that's fifteen percent of the population have got that access. But how many are hockey players? And I know you're saying good on them for giving it out to a wider audience, but once again, I will say this I'm time after time, I don't, we I'm can't we can't that. attract hockey players to watch it at the top the top end because because of accessibility and uh, and available knowledge about it. So how are we going to engage people from outside of the game? I'm I'm entirely exaggerating the amount here, but as it stands, I'm not going to give. Foxtel, 600 bucks a year to maybe get the hockey coverage I want. Maybe, maybe, yeah. To maybe. But I would give Foxtel 600 bucks a year if I knew they had a dedicated hockey channel that was going to show all the top class hockey live when it happened and fill it in with replays of stuff that 
might have been on at the same time, but didn't have the same primacy as far as importance. Or maybe and the had new hockey F- shows. Or yeah, maybe the new FIH hockey magazine. Isn't uh, it? Th- there could be a, yet a television version of the reverse stick, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there could be. Fox could be just kicking back, wait, thinking. We need to put on a hockey channel. We need some blokes to talk about hockey. Think, think our voices and a, um, a couple of like Muppet type figures. That could work. I think it could work anyway. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. We mentioned a little bit earlier the awards, didn't we? Uh, yes, we did. We did mention the awards. Oh, so I don't have well, to. We didn't. We were certainly talked. We were talking to Jade about them if we didn't mention them. In the, in oh, the we did. Actually, we talked to Jade about um, the FIH is calling for nominations ahead of the FIH Awards, which will be presented at the FIH Congress in New Delhi 2018 in India later this year. Now, you might remember about two months ago we talked about these awards: the Pablo Negre Trophy, indeed. the Gust. Lorthus Trophy, the Theo Yakima Trophy. Yeah, your pronunciation was exactly the same last time around, so that's obviously the way they say it. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, Look, no, but no, we, did, we 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 spoke about it, and but we picked up picked up on it out of a, a, a an email that was forwarded forwarded to us from a national association. That's so right. this was a, there was a call out for nominations mm. for these various uh, prestigious awards from from national associations. Well. Yesterday, as far as we're concerned, the 19th of June, because we're recording this on the 20th. Oh no, god damn it. It's 21st, 21st now. now. It's been a long show. Um, so it was released on the 19th. It's, it's calling for the nominations ahead of the June 30 deadline. That's even closer now than it was when we spoke about it earlier. It was. It's, it's even closer for you, but time does funny things. But, um, Get in there. Go to the the uh, FIH website. Go to the news section. You'll see the, uh, the the headline about the FIH awards. S- nominate people. I'm I'm real. I'm glad that they picked up and. Does it and say how you nominate? Up. Is there a? Yeah, you a go link? to the website. You have to go to the website and click on the links there. It's got the. There's a, nom- there's a form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There'll be a form there, but you know, 19th. This was put up by the FIH and the June 30 deadline. It, uh, doesn't give people much time to sort of ask questions, maybe of other club members or association members, or hey, is there someone that's worthwhile of being credited with an award like these? And they are awards worth giving. A lot goes on behind, off the field that oh, needs yes. to be done, and these are the awards for those. Sort of, and on the know. field, you know. Yeah. So get behind it. Go to the FIH website, as I said, click on news, and then. As you scroll down there, you'll see the uh, calling for nominations for the FIH Awards. Get in there and nominate someone if you can. What else has been going on, my friend? Oh, what else? Uh, FIH, they had a meeting last week. FIH, they had a meeting last weekend. Did they? Executive in Lausanne. Ah. Interesting to see what came out of that. It will Maybe, be. Um, and hang on, when did you say that release came out about the awards? 19th. Well, exec board meeting was 15th, 16th. I don't know. Maybe somebody noticed it. Um, Might have been listening. Are you on Scored.com? I am. Haven't got a profile picture. dot com. That's good. So are the reverse stick, John. You should uh, 
if you play hockey people then you should get on there and get yourself a profile get your club on there and uh, let's work at building the hockey community there's a new feature has gone up there this week there's a kind of a, a news feed type thing I don't want to say like Facebook but it's like Facebook um, <laughs> with uh, some hockey stuff uh, different yeah, different contributors 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 are putting stuff up on there um, you're getting to see the Mercato the marketplace and see who's joining who I saw that Jorick Croon was uh, uh, where are we I've got my stats here somewhere Jorick Croon is joining Bloemendal which is signed for next season uh, and Jorick 19 years old 43 caps already for the Netherlands he's the youngest in the Netherlands squad at the upcoming Champions Trophy I heard a, an interesting squad rumour the other day uh huh yeah. go for it uh, there's there's a team at Fremantle Hockey Club that are trying to trade a bloke called Matt Allen uh huh for being old and clunky and anyway that's a, it's nothing to do with you well I did well I didn't see it on there mate so you know I don't believe it but I believe everything I do see on scored.com good work there um, hashtag livestream hockey don't forget to follow us follow us or follow whoever it might be that is running at the hockey live hashtag live stream hockey if you know of any live games that are coming up are being streamed online then please do hashtag live stream hockey uh, Salis uh, we mentioned him earlier on let's kick going there uh, well done, hockey, Rob You're a legend. Um, whilst I'm saying hashtag live stream hockey uh, well done to hockey zone in Brisbane in Australia Paul there puts out uh, weekly two games of their, their senior top league stuff and uh, on a Saturday and well, it depends where you are in the world at what time it comes out but Saturday afternoon local time and generally some junior games as well on a Friday evening local time for them Our there in Queensland a bit of local stuff and that's it. there's lots more coming up on Hockey WA as well and oh. I'm sure, sure there's bits maybe on Hockey South Australia didn't check this week hopefully next week we'll be hearing from uh, for the very first time from our mate Ashley he's going to be at the Champions Trophy Fantastic. And, oh, uh, we'll good. probably hit him up during the World Cup as well. If well, we can. It, uh, is he? Uh, he's doing the Women's World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fantastic. Yeah. And the uh, the world's uh, shortest ceilinged broadcast box ever. Huh? He's the only bloke amongst all of them that will be able to stand up. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, whilst we're talking World Cups, um, the uh, the Chief Minister of Addition has been in town in BBI. Um, and the beautification of the city is underway and all running to plan and he's uh, tipped the hat to say carry on the good work that's good good to see lots of murals going up around and uh, um, I don't know I heard a rumour that there might have been a new a new uh, pizza place opening but I don't oh, know oh well apparently Domino's has applied for the concession knowing that there's going to be members of the English team there Oh, well, there you go. You know more than I, I do. Oh, I'm not right across that. Feedback. What's been going on on the socials? Quite a bit of feedback, actually. Is there? Well, lead, lead away with it, because I haven't got anything open in front of me. Oh, haven't you? No. Well, we did hear the great efforts of our mate Rob Abbott through Salas and his social media posts, and check out the photos. Go to Sierra Leone Hockey Association. It's very humorous. You had a big giggle, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> we both did. It's great to see. And, um, you know, one day they're going to show... That, that photo is going to be up on the wall of the Sierra Leone Hockey Association somewhere. Our very first Our goalkeeper. Our very first goalkeeping kit. And there's <laughs> going to be a bloke standing there. Oh, maybe, it was, maybe it was in the mirror. Maybe... Because like, people like taking the photographs in the mirror these I days, don't they? Maybe it's just... Being all completely wrong. 
I think that's perfect. Yeah, it's fantastic. And and this is the birth of of something great. Yeah. Anyway. No, it was, it was a good it was a good thing to see there. And look, you know, we like the good news stories as well, folks. If you want to share anything with us, you can do it on the social media, on Instagram, and Facebook, and Twitter, all at the Reverse Stick. Is that all you've got? Oh, look, you know, and please do share, guys. Um, you Did know, we get likes or anything? Yeah, we got likes, and th- thank you for those that retweet when we put out the new episodes and, and, and as such. But uh, if you're listening, you're enjoying it. Um, don't be afraid to share it, please, and. Um, do your bit on social media, do your bit on Apple Podcasts and give us a review and a five stars. We'd really appreciate it. So uh, how'd you go on the weekend, mate? 4-0 uh, win. 4-0 uh, win. Yeah, he got clattered. Yeah, back to winning ways. He got clattered with about 10 minutes to go and uh, I've barely been able to walk since. Is that that blue blue frozen thing that you've had strapped to your leg for last week? Yeah, I'm trying to make it for next week, mate. I don't know if I'm going to make it for the rest of the season, I'll be honest with you. Uh, yeah, thanks for asking. Two one. I like this. Way. I'm just having a moment. I was just having a moment. Nine zip, mate. How'd you go? A two one up. A two one up. Nine zip. Doing mm. all right. Yeah. Uh, tough game this weekend. Who's it against? Rocky down there. Uh, who knows? It could bring out the big guns. Goodbye. Beanley Blue. Cheese. Bergada. Ah, uh, cheese. Castel Magno. Ah, oh, cheese. Cornish Pepper. No, well, cheese. Doolin. Cheese. Filetta. Oh, that's a cheese. Frenot. Ah, Charles Frenot. Cheese. Prosato. Well, that could be Guermo Prosato. No, cheese. Samso. Cheese. Japanese cheese. Toscanello. Italian cheese. Navarro. Mexican cheese. No, it's a player. Oh.